Internet and welcome to the Game Engine Start 2021 Game of the Year fireside chat, I think. Freeform discussion. Freeform discussion, general Jam session. Jam session, I like that. We'll go with that. Um, Jam session. Yeah, we're not doing a traditional Game of the Year this year for multiple reasons one that like because this year has been fucked that's one <laughs> that's one reason um the other reason yeah. was we were planning to do this in person and then the world decided to go fuck you once again and yeah. we said maybe not um i'd bought a new camera and everything was ready to go and was like nope oh i didn't know that oh, yeah no. <laughs> well i mean like it'll be, it'll be useful anyway but you know um because we really need to see both of us in 1080p 60 really nicely yeah um yeah. in high quality cameras have got really that's a different conversation um but yeah um <laughs> did you get into the world of dslrs was that no the... no no, no. I, I considered it for a little bit i was like I, we don't need that no i just got like the best you know that thing that like when um like internet ads are so predacious that like when you look at something on one site it will suggest the same thing to you on every other website you go to forever yeah. um yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you start doing reading a couple of articles, like what are the best like high quality webcams of twenty twenty one? It's just like congratulations on seeing webcams for the next two months as you look, go across the internet. It's oh, it's the worst. Um, but yeah, I just bought a really high quality webcam that will do everything we need it to do, and we can't use yeah. it because we're not in person. Um, and yeah, also like the slate of games, like so we generally keep a list of stuff that happens during the year and potential categories and ordering stuff and we just looked at it and went like there's not enough categories yeah, or games to really so yeah, a usual discussion Be- because we do this like in our own time out of our own pocket and we're yeah. not like journalists who get given stuff for free yeah the ge- the the bigger higher profile stuff that came out this year was so like middle of the road apparently yep. that it just it, it never really grabbed us enough to pick it up and play it yep. so a lot of the stuff that is like smaller stuff or like there there, there wasn't enough to f- like flush out a full discussion yeah so we I we're, mean, we're not doing the normal like breakdown of categories thing anymore so yeah well at least not this year we'll see how 2022 goes but like well this yeah year, obviously yeah. Like... i'm not saying that this is going to be consistent yeah no no, no. This but is, like we this just looked this year shook out we just looked at it and went actually there's not there's not there's just not enough really that's worth interesting discussion so we're just kind of going to go through some of the stuff um that we played our own top fives and just some general high and low moments i think over the year yeah um so we should probably start with how we do normally start these discussions with stuff that didn't come out this year that that was good or that we came into this year um that is worth oh, talking yeah, the about stuff, the stuff that we didn't manage to pick up and then got later yeah um so like i remember back at the start of the year on the podcast we i talked a little bit about immortals which was a 2020 game which again get ready for a lot of feelings of right all oh, right that did come out this year and yeah it just, yeah um yeah immortals phoenix rising i maintain was still like exactly the game i I needed it to be at that time like it's not this was the this is the the greek mythology yes um breath of the wild game yes um so yeah yeah, like i picked up in december i think after we did game of the year last year and it kept me going through january um this year and that's and then there the china dlc or the chinese inspired dlc that they put out um middle of the year was also more of that like it's it's just a generally good like 
kill time game and i i really liked it and i know it got a lot of shit when it came out but it was one of those games that like actually this is totally fine and totally exactly the thing i need and is higher quality than i, I expected it to be so i i it's yeah. worth picking up on a sale if you need some if you need if you're looking for one of those games it's a very good i actually i saw it on sale in a shop recently for like 15 quid and i yeah. thought about picking that's, it up yeah. that's that's a bargain for that and again it's like it's like i mean like i'm kind of done with ubisoft games but like both as a company <laughs> ubisoft in general yeah. as a company and as a genre like i'm it's like especially looking at far cry 6 where you you started to see even the press at this point are like they need to fucking do something else because like i cannot yeah, take over yeah, another yeah. outpost like i'm kind of done and it kind of has bits of that but it's it part, was... yeah it's part of the reason that like their their games this year just weren't very interesting is because they started like homogenizing a bunch of stuff where it was like all hey go take over this outpost or totally. go stand in this thing and you're yeah. like yeah the only, the only thing that i think was Raiders, Re- Raiders republic was that a ubisoft game this year yeah yeah did that come out okay, or that, is that, that just the beta yeah. oh i actually don't know uh, I think that came out. I know there was the beta. I think that came out this year, right? Yeah, it came out in uh, October, right? Oh yeah, October. Okay. Yeah, that that potentially I don't think has any of the UV stuff in it, but um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Mortal. That's was... that's maybe one of the games we should have checked out because apparently that's actually quite good. Yeah, <laughs> I keep seeing clips to... of it, and I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it just, yeah, I think it just makes me sad for it's, SSX it's just, to be honest. Yeah, it's, just it's not SSX. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, and then a couple other things I came back to that like. I started playing Cyberpunk again over Christmas because I was like, part part of me like like just intellectually like, okay, what is this game like? Because I played it at launch and finished it and like I enjoyed it at the time. But I was like, okay, what does that game look like after the hundred patches that it got? I was like, it's totally playable. Like I, somebody asked me over Christmas actually, it was like, hey, Cyberpunk's on sale. Should I pick this up? It's like, yeah, probably. Like it was twenty quid or whatever it was over Christmas. I was like, that is a solid 40 hours of content for 20 quid and it works or okay to be clear it worked when i started playing through it again and worked sure, better yeah, yeah. last than it did last time um i still like that game despite intellectually knowing a lot of that stuff a lot of the stuff all, involved, all the stuff behind all it, the stuff yeah. behind it but like i i do still like that game i really like what it does it just yeah. looks fucking incredible but yeah it but yeah, I will go back and finish that. It's, yeah, it's it's okay to say that you like cyberpunk as a genre. That's fine. Yeah, I know, and it's 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 okay. Yeah, cyberpunk is a good '80s cyberpunk game. I feel like I should clarify that. Um, the one thing actually, that... yeah, it's a very it's a very traditional cyberpunk game. Yeah, it's a, for sure. a cyberpunk game rooted in a very old cyberpunk thing. Yeah, so. Um... And then Satisfactory, again, is just like my consistent. That's like, never going to be off this list. It's no, always going it keeps... to be on this list. Yeah. But also, like they I did their... put, I could put fucking Destiny Two on this list and keep I going. I fully expected like... you to, uh, to be honest. As there's um... not really any point. <laughs> but like, like I'm not like I talk about satisfaction the podcast enough. But like that game continues to evolve, and uh, it's mainly on this list because uh, the added ma- trains, the added trains, and also a mate of mine came on and was like, "Hey, I picked up Satisfactory after hearing you talk about it on the podcast, and you weren't yep. fucking joking." I was like, "Yep." Yeah. And I, every time yeah. I log on to Steam, it's like, oh, you... They're playing Satisfactory. 20 yeah. hours in Satisfactory, huh? How's your, how's your factory doing? It's like, oh, yeah, I need to I need to rework my iron production. It's like, good, yes, you're there. Okay, excellent. Um, yeah. Don't want to talk about conveyor belts anymore. No. 
so the, the one the one i will say um because i haven't ta- i didn't talk about the podcast um because it was quite recent but one of the things i did over christmas was i finished um well no i actually i picked it up over christmas and played through it it's a game called broken reality which is a game from 2018 yeah. i want to say um i think and I really liked that thing and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did because it well there's a couple of things one is just like it's it's so it's a it's a kind of narrative explore it's kind of a walking simulator kind of but also like it's a puzzle solving platformer kind of as well done in first person but it's set in like right. a fake um like online chat space so like it so like uh god what would be the equivalent it's so so the conclusion that came to through all of this is like this is what roblox should have been like it's a complete fucking stylistic mess and it reminds me a lot not in a good way but like reminds me a lot of like the internet that i grew up on back in the day when it was like geocities pages and like cybertown vrml chat rooms and like all of this kind of stuff it was like it's a complete like nothing's consistent everything everything's like got its own little kind of fiefdom that it it um is it kind of handles itself and just like it's everyone's just making shit and like nobody really knows what's happening but everyone's just making stuff and it all looks great or terrible or both um and it was really weirdly affecting like it it like a lot of games have tried to do this kind of like hey do you remember the 90s like internet stuff like hyperspace no hyper the hell was that name the game of that game the hypnospace outlaw thank you that one um that was going for a very specific thing that was going very much for the kind of like here's early actually days what, of aol kind of but like here's what the internet actually looked like uh broken yeah. reality is going for something that's more like here's what the internet could have been if that train had continued and like the, oh yeah this looks fucking weird as shit yeah broken it's so cool like it's got incredible music it's actually got some really cool like it's it's got a lot of some of it is platforming some of it's kind of puzzle solving a lot of it is kind of like experiential stuff but it's like it feels like that like again i left that thing going like man if web 2 hadn't happened like imagine what something that roblox could have looked like where it was just like it's what Roblox should look like, and it kind of does, except yeah. that, except that. But I mean that, yeah, that, that that's implying that like technology doesn't move forward and everything just looks like fucking vaporwave. No, all because the time, like no, but you would you would still need the. But again, you look at Roblox and it does look a lot like the stuff that's here, right? It's it's what happens when, like, people talk about um like the democratization of creation, right? And like, yeah, Roblox is the purest form of that whereas like when literally anyone including like seven-year-olds can make shit like this is what it looks like and it looks terrible and great and like people just do yeah true stuff like yeah, that. yeah fair. the problem with roblox is that it's a capitalist nightmare inside it but like but yeah but so and and again they do touch on some of that right where you're like where the the like one of the areas in that game um literally called the geo city which is pretty good is <laughs> like this like vaporwave cyberpunk city but it looks like trash and it's great and you know when people talk about uh the masters of games and they're like it now looks like what it looked like in my head at the time 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's what broken reality is to me. Broken reality was like what Cybertown, which was the VMR <laughs> 3D thing that I used to play. What the internet? What the internet? Thought you thought the internet looked what like I when thought you the were internet like was going to be. Yes, exactly. Like, and it's and it's really well made, and it's it's they've really nailed something in there. Like, broken reality is a super good like before our John. It's something. Just looking at it is something that I I would like to take a look at because yeah. I love shit that's styled like that because it's it's mm. so unique and weird. Yeah. But yeah, and also like the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal. Like, it's really good. Like, it's not just like vaporwave stuff it is like there's some variety to it as well and it's just it's super cool broken reality is like yeah one of the best things i did i played this year that was not did not come out this year and again like weirdly affecting in a way that i was was not expecting by the end of it um yeah cool it's very cool um so about yourself you've got i think you've got a couple of things listed on yeah i added a couple of things to this list um I, I, I didn't count Mass Effect Legendary Edition as coming out this year. Cause no, because it didn't. <laughs> it's, it's the fucking Mass Effect games. Yes. But it did give me an excuse to play through all the Mass Effect games again, and that was a very, like, affirming experience. Like, you very rarely, when you, as a person that, like, likes to think about video games critically and stuff like that, yeah. you, once you, like, make your judgment about a game you very rarely go back and actually play it again yeah. unless you have the opportunity because normally because you're like moving on to the next thing or whatever but so this gives you the opportunity to like like check out mass effect again and be like was i right about my stance on mass effect this whole time yeah. and yeah it turns out like mass the series of mass effect is still like one of the best video game series that's ever been made like it's it's so well created and put together and like the the through line of the story worked really well like i the biggest thing that came out of that is like i think mass effect 3 is like once like if you play it now with everything in it and included and everything mass effect 3 is like a masterpiece like it's unreal how good mass effect 3 is um especially when you include like the citadel dlc which is just like incredible and the all the updates and stuff like that like it fixes so much of that game um Yeah, it's 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 unreal. Like Mass Effect, like everybody should play Mass Effect. Like it's a an incredible bit of video game creation. Yeah, um, and I I admire the restraint that EA had with, which is not again not a thing I say very often, but the restraint that they had to not do something really wild for the remaster. Like they got they made those games look better. Not, I mean, like you look at Mass Effect One and you're like, oh yeah, this is an this is an old oh, it's game. Still, yeah, it still very much looks like Mass Effect 1. It yeah. just runs better on modern computers. Yeah, yeah. like the only thing I was ho- maybe hoping for was like more of a revamp of Mass Effect 1 where so it yeah, that's it closer the, to 2. That's, yeah, that's the downside of it. The downside of it is that Mass Effect 1 is still not great. Yeah. Um, like watching, watching my wife through play, play through 1 again and being like, oh yeah, like this inventory system is still totally fucked and oh yeah it's jank as fuck but yeah the it does give you it is very very good at giving you the first entry in a sci-fi series oh yeah feeling oh narratively it's still great yeah like the i i I forgot a lot of mass effect one and forgot that after you get off of um eden prime or whatever the first mission is yeah uh like one of the first races that you meet like as a as a like as a as a person as opposed to like Saren or whoever is like oh look it's yeah as a Turian or whatever is like an L car 
It's not, it's not one of, like, the major Citadel races. Like, you don't immediately go out and meet an Asari or, like, a Solarian or something like yeah. that. It's like an Elcor. Yep. And one of the most bizarre races that you'll ever meet in that game. So they they were very into the idea of just being like, look, here's the world, like, go for it. And so, yeah, they, they do a really good job of, like, presenting that that world and, like, getting you involved in it in a very meaningful way. Yes. Um, but, yeah, the Mass Effect games are great. Uh the other thing I added onto this list was Jedi Fallen Order, uh, because I had been getting told for ages that I should play Jedi Fallen Order and never did, uh, for just because I never got around to it. And I did, and yeah, everyone's right, that game's amazing. Like, that game's really, really good. It's like, I, you, I didn't think that you could get a Star Wars-based Metroidvania with, like, Star uh, Dark Souls-like elements to it uh, and have it work, and have it work as well as Fallen Order does. Uh, but it really does like the only the only problem I have with Jedi Fallen Order, um, other than the main character being kind of shit, um, <laughs> is that it suffers a lot from the same problems that a lot of modern Star Star Wars games do, where a lightsaber doesn't feel like a lightsaber. A lightsaber yeah. feels like a like baseball bat that you have to repeatedly hit someone upside the head with to get yeah. them to go down. As opposed to this thing that can like cut a person in half in one go, um, yeah. I'm, which I'm I guess I I understand that's hard to do in a video yes. game because then it's just one one shot hits for everything. But it it is counter to what the entirety of that thing is. Which I mean, I mean, it it's doesn't the, make it's it feel the, right. It's the Superman problem, right? It's like how do you make Superman in a video game when he's unkillable and can do anything, right? It's oh yeah, the, sure. How do you get sure, challenge? Sure. Um, but yeah, when you are this all all powerful being with mind powers and an invincible sword, right? It's yeah, a sword that can deflect lasers and chop people in half. Exactly. Like, how do you do that? And it turns out you make everything vibro, and it reflects. But it, it, it's not even right? you make everything. It's, it's not even that you make everything vibro because like the like fucking stormtroopers take three hits to go down. Like it's sure. Like ev- everything is resistant to lightsabers somehow. I don't know. Like the the higher tier enemies like the the inquisitors and like the the death troopers and stuff like that yeah i can understand them being resistant to lightsabers because they like have training and they have Mm. special armor and stuff like that but a general fucking stormtrooper or like a spider that you fight on one of the islands is not resistant to lightsaber in any way it just it has to be because otherwise the game breaks yeah so like you would need to make a star wars game that is like almost 100% combat to get enough detail to make that like you kind of want you, you kind of would have to do the thing that a lot of people thought Jedi Order was going to be Fallen Order was going to be which was um Star Wars uh, Dark Souls right where yeah, yeah, yeah. like if you get hit with two things you're dead like or it's all about stances and positioning and, and all that kind well of yeah stuff. I was going to say what what I actually want is like a a Star Wars game that works kind of like um, For Honor does, where it's like a... I thought, I thought you were going to really... say chivalry, sorry. As this idea. Or, oh, I see, that would be funny as well. Yeah, like, just the... like, what's the Jedi scream button? Where you just go... Yeah, that would be great. Um, no, I mean, like, a, like a super intense, like, one-on-one fighter yeah. with, like, stances and stuff. Or, like, or like Absolver or something like that. Sure. Like, a, like intense one-on-one thing that's all about, like, stances and deflection and stuff like that. Because then it makes sense that the lightsaber fucking kills you if it hits yes. you because you're just not blocking in the right way it would be super punishing but i think people would like that but yeah yeah 
Fallen um, Order, it's it's really well voice acted. The story is kind of like whatever because it's a Star Wars story. And they're all kind of whatever, but um, it's 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 a really really good fun game, and it's like better than it you'd expect it to be. Like that's that's yeah. that's kind of what Jedi Fallen Order is. Definitely. Um. So do we want to talk about the their our top fives? Um, yeah, sure. And... I assume there'll be some like overlap that will lead to like I I assume so. Discussion. Um. So like I don't I couldn't physically could not order mine because my top five is like a bunch of twos and threes like there's no standout <laughs> like this is definitely the best oh, thing okay, I played sure. this year so it's generally I def- like I, I definitely had to yeah I, I imagined you so, would yeah. um so I'll do a couple of mine and then we'll do a couple of yours and and, and we'll okay. see how it goes um so the ones that they are probably not going to overlap anyway I assume um. Uh, Life is Strange, True Colors is definitely sure. one of the best things I played this year. Um, so like the third official Life is Strange game, Un- unsurprising. Yeah, totally. I mean, like, yes, everyone would have guessed, but well, yeah, I I think it's probably is pretty unsurprising that Life is Strange game. You loves is, his you loves his sad teen game. Yes, that's the this is twenty twenty one is the year where we decided that sad teen is a genre, not a descriptor. <laughs> Um, it's not even. It's not even a. Genre, it's a genre just for you. Yeah, like that true. is. It's just just you specifically. Yes. Sad really teams. like games where you're a sad teen. It doesn't matter if there are no with, sad with teens sad in this. Teen problems. There are no sad teens in this game. They're all no longer teens. Doesn't matter. They're still all sad teens. Uh, yeah, they're they're all sad teens. Like, yeah. come on. Like, it's, yeah, it's more about mentality than it is the fact that they're seventeen or whatever. Totally. Um. So yeah, this time around, like it was, there was a couple of things to be slightly aware about. Like this is the first mainline life is strange that deck nine were handling it's not don't nod um who had done before the storm but like this was their first big one um it was the first one that came out as a like all episodes in one go and it was a full 60 quid you could binge it yeah Yeah, it was a full 60 quid as well as a full price game which is the first time they've done that um and yeah, and it was, uh, yeah, and it was like, again, new characters, new story, all this kind of stuff. But it's just, it's, it's just really spectacular. Like, some of the stuff that they do in there is is very cool. Like, a lot of, there's a lot, uh, a lot of gentle derision of the, the, wasn't the magical power of empathy, whatever the, the thing they kept saying in that trailer about what Alex can do. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's a really good story. It's very contained. It's not like it. It's not. It's not about like some kind of world changing event. It is very much about this small town and about Alex's and her relationship with her brother. And like it's a very contained story that yeah. I really appreciated. Um, as somebody who I think I said this in the podcast, but as somebody who like can first can see myself living in a big city for most of my life i this is the first place in a long time i've like out in the middle of nowhere town that i've ever wanted to just go live in like that place is so oh, well like the, reali- mo- the mountain town the mountain whatever. town yeah it's yeah. so it's so well realized and it just looks so good mm. you're just like um i mean like the, the game looks also incredible like this is like like the Life is Strange games before have had like visual problem, like visual issues that like have kind of made the game worse in in problem in ways, especially the first one. Second one, they kind of fixed large chunks of it, but this is like no, this is actually like a staggering looking game. Like there are 
not only do the characters like are all the vo- like all the voice acting's great, all the lip syncing great, all the motion capture and stuff yeah, is really yeah. really good, but just like the environment itself just looks so spectacular, um, and like they've really focused on, um, even the, like the non real world non real world parts makes it sound like there's some big twist, but like there's there's a bunch of scenes of like um like flashbacks of of like Alex's time in the the foster system where like it's kind of done like a like a theater set where there's like very specific spotlights and like just yeah, yeah, yeah. every part of it just creatively looks really spectacular um uh and yeah it's just it's just a solid life is strange game you've got, that... so you've got the, you've got a thing uh, i we're not going to do this as like a category or whatever you've got a thing written down that's uh where is it here the council meeting is that a thing that you can talk about like I mean, quickly like, as like a an example? Kind of, yeah. It's, it, it's also we we probably didn't say at the start, but like a lot of the games we're going to talk about, we are just going to talk about spoilers. I will. Oh, do yeah, my, yeah, yeah. I will do my best to put bookmarks on the YouTube version of this and on the podcast notes. But like, be warned, we are just going to talk spoilers throughout all of this. Yeah, um, very yeah, openly. Yeah. So the council meeting is like the kind of the the crescendo of of most of the story where like you've been uh you've been betrayed basically by somebody who who has been looking after you and you're in this new life that you start to set up and it was one of these moments where like i really they they took so like like this like lush like beautiful town and like all of the the work they've put into making all that they take all of that away and just focus on this one moment between these two people, which is like it's basically exclusively done in like close up, with like like dark, like completely blacked out backgrounds, and it's all just like motion captured faces and voice acting. Right. And there's okay, just sure. this moment where like Alex just rips into this guy, and it's heartbreaking to watch. And you just like, and it's very rare as well where they they do this thing where like. It, it's just really weird to see a grown man cry in a video game. Like, it doesn't mm-hmm. ha- And it sounds like such a dumb thing, but it's, like, it's so affecting to watch this kind of, like... I'm gonna... Eh, I'll avoid the big spoilers, but, like, this person who, like, has... Is, like, big, cohesive part of this town, right? Very well-respected guy. Just fucking crumble because you know things about his past that nobody else in the room knows and it's watching this internal thing of like you can like utterly destroy this like break this dude completely because of what you know but it lets you either like avoid all of that and just be very general or like take very specific points that only he will get to like get your message across and it's just it's just this fantastic scene of like just complete heartbreak on like everyone involved um and it's a really good way as well of like taking the life is strange mechanic of like x will remember this where like basically you come to this council with like here's a thing that happened and it's fucked and we need to solve this like right now and depending on how you've interacted with other members of the town they will stand with you or stand against you and it's a vote right it's a council meeting um and it really does this thing where like well, you really helped this person out doing X, Y, and Z, so they're on your side, or you didn't, or you missed this part of it, or didn't talk to this person, or didn't do the right thing with them, so they're against you. And it's it does the really good like bringing together of 
all of the conversations that have happened all over there into this really emotional scene near the end of that game. And it's just it's just really good. It's a really good solid moment in that game. Um but yeah, like it's it's more life is strange, but it's like it's probably the best one they've done, I think. Um mm. and it's very like you don't need any previous experience. There's some stuff in there like if you played one, like obviously um one of the main characters in there is from the first game, but like you don't need a lot of you don't need that experience to to have you don't need in. the background no not at all and it's yeah, yeah it's just a, it's a really really good one of them like it's the one that i now tell people like hey if you're interested if, you, if this sounds all right like start with this one because it's the, the closest sure, thing yeah. and then the extra dlc that they they put out the little three-part um oh i didn't even realize they put out dlc for well, it it's does. not even really dlc it was like it was announced as part of the like special not even special edition like it's it's an optional like i think it was like four quid extra thing but it goes into more detail in um oh god i've forgotten her name um it's called wavelengths it's steph yes the character from the first game um it goes into like her first days in the town as well um and there's and it it it's really ah, okay, smart sure. use of or reuse of assets in a really smart way and it's a really compelling story as well and like start to see her her initial days and and yeah it's 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 very good and you get it it's like you either buy it for like i think it's like five a fiver or you get it if you get the special edition which again is probably on sale now it's it's worth picking up especially if you played the first game it's it's good for that um so yeah there was that and then another one that there's probably not a lot of crossover and i don't need to talk too much about because i've talked about a lot but like GTFO can officially go on my list this year because that game came oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that game came out this year. Um, it came out in November. Uh, was it starting December? I can't remember. But anyway, it came out yeah, very access. recently. Yeah. yeah, along with the, the sixth rundown. Um, I've talked a lot about this game, so I don't need to go too much into it, but like... No. It is... It is just a spectacular co-op experience. Like, it is... It's like... The difficulty seems tangible. It like it's it's not just like yeah. punishing. It is like it continually feels like we can do this. We just need to be it's, better on execution and and stuff like that. It's the right. It's the right side of unfair, mm. where it's like it, it. It's like I can totally understand this being on the list because the game is like no game has stressed me out like GTFO has. Yeah. So like the only thing, the only yeah. thing that stressed me out at that level is like doing like high-end raid stuff in like yeah. mmo is like that at that level of stress and it stresses you out not only because the game is like super creepy and atmospheric and stuff like that but it is like they give you so little and expect you to do so much yeah that the, is, then it, the, it, like it, the, the journey of getting there is the thing that's really interesting and it's yeah. all about like how you enact that that's the the good thing it's about a that. it's a consistent it's a connected series of raids basically like yeah, and much, most of yeah. these games have most of these levels have their own mechanics or quirks or whatever it is and like this rundown like rundown six is like it is easily the best thing they've ever done like they out the gate it'd be interesting to see people coming in now and they they have done some stuff where like I've talked about the structure of this game but it's like there are like every rundown is a unique set of levels that once they go away they go away permanently 
and yeah. um, they're structured as like A, B, C, D, and then a bunch of levels per layer, which are connected, and you need to do some stuff to to unlock later ones. But like A one in this rundown is like a superb introduction to what this game is, but is wild enough that people have been playing it for eighty hours, like I have, are still like, "What the fuck is?" So they yeah. do they do some. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want to spoil it because it's such a great moment. But like, they do some shit in that first level where you're like, "What the fuck is happening?" Even if you're new, or even if you played it for as long as we have, yeah, the fact the fact that they're able to do, there are the fact that they're able to still do that to people. They've, that is, they've gone yeah. buck wild with this thing, and like the the they've done a lot of structural things as well to for to take a lot of the 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 stuff that they've learned over early access and bring it into the main game. Where like. So, like, there's cosmetics and stuff now, right? So it's not the same four characters. So you unlock cosmetics as you go through stuff. Um, so you can catch a customized character, which is a thing that people have been asking for. The tutorialization, not tutorialization, the objective tracking is now much, much better than it used to be before, where, like, where you'd, you'd get your initial objective to be like, hey, get to area whatever. And especially in A1, they will take you through each step through the objective indicators. So it'd be like, okay you'll get to the door that gets that will get you into the next area and it'll have a key card. And the objective will say, like, you need to find this key. And then you'll go to a terminal to find the key. And it'll be like, cool, you found the key. It's in this area. And all of this is tracked properly in the objective thing. Whereas yeah, before it yeah, was like, yeah. here's your main objective. Fucking write it all down. Like, I have notebooks of notes from previous rundowns of like, okay, we need to write down these numbers and do all that. Like, they're, they're, they track it, at least at the start anyway. Um, properly as a really good introduction and like very step by step like here here's how this game works um yeah and then there's the stories well story inverted commas like it's maybe the one thing that that i'm not fully bought into yet is like the storytelling in that game like currently it is still like it is text logs and audio but like yeah that's... if you're in a game with co-op with people it's very difficult to I was going to say, it's kind of the way you tell that story in that sort of yeah. environment. Yeah, and like, it's like, really, a harder way to do it. Like, obviously, this stuff has all been archived in wikis and stuff like that. And like, once you go back and read what's actually happening, like, there's some cool stuff happening in there. You just don't get it oh, sure, in yeah. the levels. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the one section, Christ. So the the section we were were kind of stuck on right now in in our run through. It's just it just kind of coalesces a bunch of really cool stuff this game does, right? Where you you open a big security door, and also like the level design this time around is just incredible. So you open this big security door to get into the area you're being told to get to, and it's like it's like a giant open room with a big hole in the middle, and you go down, and it's like there's like a like a seat like four levels of like uh like science lab right down to the floor yeah. um so, and it's you like, know science lab science lab science lab yeah like, well because they're very unclear about what science they're doing there yeah but, like yeah. you know they're doing science stuff but they do a lot of stuff with like plants and things like that so it's, there's greenery and all this kind of stuff as you go down um but it's like four levels of like a spiral kind of thing to get down to the base to get to the terminal where you need to do the thing you need to do and the first time you play through that you're like okay as people who have put like 80 hours into that game, you look at it and you go, okay, so we're going to activate this thing and it's going to set off an alarm and there's going to be fucking creatures everywhere. So before we hit this button, we're going to go do our setup. We're going to plant turrets. We're going to put mines at the yeah, entry do points. Yeah, do what you do in that game. Yeah. We're going to all reload. We're going to load ourselves up. And we get down to the bottom 
um, and we get into the terminal and hit the button on the thing, and it does like one of the main mechanics of there is like areas in the floor where you, the team has to stay together to like wait out a timer. Um, it's kind of how the alarm system works. So we're standing there, and it's like this is probably going to be a tight an area thing, and we head it off, and the area thing appears, and like cool, right? We just need to wait this out, and then once we wait this out. Um, we just sprint back up to the top. Hopefully all the creatures like will hit our turrets and mines and it'll be fine. And we're standing there waiting and then the timer stops for us waiting in the circle. And we're like, wait, what the fuck happened? The circle moves now and the circle goes from the very base of the spiral slowly all the way up, back up to the main door. And it is this consist concise, like really, it's just this, series of like oh fuck oh no yeah, ah yeah. shit and it just it slowly moves up the spiral and like stuff is just hurling down this these staircases at you there's like new enemies in there that you're like oh shit what the fuck is that and it's mm. it's this fantastic moment of just complete sheer panic and it's great and it's and we've done it now like we've attempted it like four or five times now we haven't quite figured it out but it's just like those surprising moments where it's like we're just going to throw stuff at you and you're not going to expect it and it's great yeah of course that's the whole point of that game is just like we're just going to do this and then you have to deal with it yeah and a really actually a really great crystallization of them learning a lot of stuff from from early access was um so one of the enemies in there so they have like large versions of the standard enemies in there that do that do various things which take like a lot of bullets to put down or like if you're really creative with melee you can like surprise them um so the standard progression that we've been doing anyway which is probably incorrect but fuck it is like we will isolate one of the big guys and then all melee them at the same time and usually that's (laughs) enough to take them down there's an area in that gate in this rundown where it's like there are seven of them in this room like you're not like they they're seven of the big guys right okay yeah which is a signal like even if you've played the game for a long time it's like you can't kill these guys like there's you do not have enough ammo to deal with this stuff and also if you yeah. kill one of them it's going to set them all off so you ju- they force you to do the stealth mechanic in that game um stealth mechanic it's like it's just stealth or be stealthy and there's this series of stuff which like do, don't don't be a fucking idiot and do not be a fucking idiot normally. we need to get through this uh, so there's a whole section where you open this door and there's like you see how many of them are in this room and you're like okay we need to stealth our way through this and you stealth your way through it and it's fucking nail-biting and tense and all this kind of stuff. And you work your way through it and you get open the next room. And then the next room has uh, scouts, which are these creatures that don't react to light or sound in the same way that the other creatures do. But they will stop and all of these tentacles will come out their head. And if All you tu- those things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you touch one of those tentacles, it sets off the scream and call on a horde, basically. And you're kind of... You're not fucked, but, like, it will hurt bad. So you open this second room, and there's five of them just wandering this room. And it's, like, a room with, like, a bunch of columns and stuff like that in there. So you can't hide behind the columns and not get hit by the tentacles. But, like, there's five of them, right? So they're constantly, like, retracting and extending tentacles. They're wandering constantly all over this room. And then you get through that, and then that's the objective. And then you need to go back through both rooms to get out again. And swear to God, the first time we pulled it off, we all had to just stop and, like, take a breather. Like, it was the most consistent, like, constant bit of tension that game's ever done. And it's just 
it's just so good. It's it's mm. there's no game that I have ever played that does that. It's very it's very um similar to like how you would describe a raid yes. like at the end of it like it's just like if you if you pull off mechanics in the right way or something like that. It's different in raids because like if you pull off mechanics correctly you don't get a chance to take a breath because you have to keep the fight going. Yeah, yeah. But it's still very you get the satisfactory thing of like yes, I like actually nailed that and it it felt really good. But like yeah, imagine yeah, a, imagine I understand a, that. Imagine a raid with like um with uh ambience basically and this is like oppressive like you are just fucked all of the time um feeling uh it's just yeah it's it's really spectacular and again the rundown system in that is actually like it's a bold thing right that game is now out oh it's yeah it's, yeah, it's, yeah and they're like yeah we're giving you eight levels and you'll have these eight levels for four months three months and then we're going to put out new eight levels and it works a lot specifically for this because it means they don't have to keep fucking bug fixing all the old stuff as no, they progress new stuff that's coming in yeah. yeah and it means they can focus on just making eight great levels without having to worry about all the yeah, eight it, stuff it, it, yeah it like focuses their development as well because totally. they know they have like a set number of things they need to make so they yeah. can make it to the best of their ability it's totally. really clever it's, it's it's really smart um but yeah gtfo is just it's just spectacular like it's, it's now, great it's a great it's, game it's yeah. really really good um so do you want to do a couple of yours what your your ones that i would not have uh yeah so i've got three on this list that you would not have uh dealt with so i'll i'll, I'll deal with a couple of them give us a uh, couple one yeah. of because one of them is going to take way longer to talk about sure uh but um so monster hunter rise is on my list right. um it, it was it's 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 not surprising to say that like i really enjoyed a monster hunter game because i really do like monster hunter now ever since i've played world but like the thing that rise does that is better than world i think anyway the debate is still up whether or not world is better than rise is that by including the the wire bug which is the new mechanic in that game where it's just like a a grappling hook that like anybody can use yes so you can use it to like whip around or jump up really high or do you can do special attacks to the monsters that means they like tie down and then you can ride them and stuff like that it means that every weapon and every person playing the game has maneuverability which is the thing that kills monster hunter for a lot of people right because when people get into monster hunter it's like they they see monster hunter and they know what monster hunter is it's like oh it's the game where you kill the dinosaurs right you go yeah so they they want to kill the dinosaurs and then when they get in the game and they pick the weapon and they're like well i want to use the big sword and you're like okay you can use the big sword because that's what monster hunter is monster hunter is all about the fucking look at the size of the sword and like this huge hammer or whatever Mm. and then people try and use the big sword and realize it's all about you need to know the pattern of the monster enough to know when you can do your attacks because they have really long animation cycles and like you you need to know exactly when you can do stuff with the big sword because you don't have time to react once you're like locked in Mm. but with the wire bug and stuff like that it means that they're not the slowest person at all times they can still whip around the map really fast and there is a certain degree of cancelling that you can do with the wire bug that means that if you commit and it's wrong you can sort of like wire bug out of it so it's more forgiving and it makes the game 
faster, which was kind of always Monster Hunter's problem, was that it was really slow when you got into certain points. Yeah, like Monster, um, Monster, Hunter, is, Monster Hunter is essentially about you piloting these human tanks, right? It's yeah, like, pretty much. Well, if you, use, if you use those sort of weapons, then yeah. Yes, true, about, yes. If you use anything that's not one of, like, four weapons, then yes, it's about these, like, lung, like hulking great things with massive weapons that are used to take down these monsters. Yeah. But the wire bug and the the fact that you can get on your mount at any moment, um, the, the fact that you're not having to, like, capture monsters to ride them around anymore, like, it's just there at a button press, yeah. uh, means that the the moment-to-moment gameplay is a lot snappier. Like, you're getting in and out of fights a lot quicker. Because, like, the old Monster Hunter thing where you would do a bunch of damage to the monster and it would fly away to another zone and you'd have to, like, run to the other zone yeah. is now expedited by the fact that you just call your dog and jump on the dog and the dog takes you to that place and it takes way less time. Is Monster Hunter um, the game where you can drift your dog? Was that a thing? You can yeah. drift your dog, yeah. yeah you, okay. can, you can drift your dog for a speed boost, yeah. Yes. That's the, but you, you can... So you can jump on the dog and it can, like, autopilot you to the next area, but if you manually control it and do Mario Kart-style drifts around corners, yep. you get the speed boost from the dog. Um, but yeah, it is it is just what happens if you took mon- the, the really solid Monster Hunter combat mechanics and expedited them to the point where it's not like a horrible slog to play where you're yes. just like oh god i have to run to the other side of the map now because <laughs> this thing flew away um it's really really good and like all the the changes and stuff they made to a lot of the weapons are really cool to give them a bunch of like new mechanics and stuff mm. um all really really interesting it made me pick up some weapons that i would never tried before i still can't use the heavy weapons like it just is not how i play that game sure like i prefer to play monster hunter reactionary as opposed to like I'm gonna Anim- fucking planning stand animations. Here. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna stand exactly here because I know the monster is gonna do this, and by the time it does this, I'm gonna bat it in the head with my big sword and deal like a thousand damage. Yeah. I prefer to be like, okay, I'm in this. Oh shit, he's doing this. I need to do this to react to it. It's a lot more better in the moment to moment for me. I but do there really are people like... out there that are really good at those heavy weapons and are really impressive. But I, yeah, I, I do really like me. the clips of people playing that game who do um like some of the emotes that do that da- like that actually do attacks yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah yeah they'll do it in the middle of a fight and like just as it, the emote attacks it's like the final blow on a creature and you're just like it's the most like so the, there's one the game that a lot of the hidden stuff in that game there's like stun damage that you could do to the enemies mm. that will like knock them out as opposed to like carving stuff off yeah and one of the animations which is like the sumo one where they like they do the sumo stance and then do a bunch of like the thousand hand slap like yes that, yes i've seen that that one does like one stun damage per hit but it hits a lot and stun is like multiplicative so the more you do it in succession the better it gets yeah so you can like if somebody knocks the monster down but not out you see people like do the sumo thing and then the thousand hand slap at their head to try and get them to knock it out yes it's really really funny um but yeah it is cool um the a bunch of the new monsters they added are really cool and interesting as well like um fuck magnum allo because that thing is ridiculous um it's just like a big tiger thing that also has like special explosive gas that it emits so it runs really really fast and then lets out a bunch of this gas and then roars and all explodes all at once so it's nice. really it's a it's, it's annoying as hell to fight but it is really interesting um there's a bunch of stuff like the pseudocath and stuff like that like knocks you to sleep a whole bunch and some annoying ones my favorite one is the uh it's it's ba- uh, Bishtan or Bashtan. It's like a monkey bat that has a like pre a, a a hand on its tail that it uses to 
pick fruit from the trees and throw it at you, but different <laughs> fruit has like different effects. So it can throw like red or purple or green fruit at you. Right. And it can then so it can like it can like do damage or it can like knock you to sleep. Or it like accidentally throws like healing fruit. Some it's a really dumb monster, but it is really fun to fight, especially because you can like carve its tail off. So you carve the hand off of its tail, and then when it goes to do those moves, it just looks really sad and confused because it's like, <laughs> oh, I can't do this anymore because my hand's not there. Um, <laughs> nice. It does. It, it it's really good. Like the the animations and stuff on all the monsters are great. Yeah, the Monster Hunter Rise is amazing. Like if you're the the PC version is going to come out in January. And Holy shit! Like, is the PC version of that game not out yet? No, no, no. It's the same. It's the same problem they had with World, where they released it and then they said, "Ah, we'll do the PC version later." And oh, then Jesus, that's, okay. that's it. Um, so yeah, the PC version comes out in January. If you're interested, it's definitely the best one to pick up if you think about playing Monster Hunter. Yeah. If you're like interested, because it is the the fastest and the easiest to use. The wire bug takes a bit of getting used to, but once you get used to it, you are like fucking flying through those maps. Sure. And it is, it is really, really good, and it's a really good feeling. Um, yeah, Monster Hunter Rise. Great, 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 great game. Excellent. Um, Let's take a five-minute break, and we'll okay. be back uh, in a second. And we're back. So, uh, do you want to give us another one of your, your top games of the year? Yeah. So... Uh, this one you played a bit of, but it's definitely something that I played more of is uh, Death's Door. Yes. Um, Death's Door is a game that I, I didn't expect to like as much as I did, uh, because it came out and there was a bunch of buzz around it being like, oh, it's this cool sort of like Zelda Metroidvania game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I, I like Metroidvania games, I'll give it a shot. It wasn't that expensive and it looked cool. It's got like a unique sort of style. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And what I got out of that game was not what I expected to get out, which was a game with very very solid mechanics, like the the combat and stuff and the dodging and stuff is all great. But the game, what I got more out of that was a game that has a lot of really charming writing and a lot of character and heart to it mm-hmm. that I didn't expect, even from like the the very first like um, thing that you get in that game where you when you return to the the reaper sanctuary is like entirely not what you expect when the game tells you like oh yeah you're a reaper you're out there to get souls and stuff like that and you go back to the reaper sanctuary and it's like an office yeah with like desks and like receptionists and stuff like that very like a, a unique idea and everybody's in like business suits and stuff like that it's really cool one and, of like, my all one the... of my favorite oh, things sorry. is fictional uh red red tape uh fictional uh bureaucracy, bureaucracy. yes mm. like that kind of shit i just i find really funny and yeah like, seeing yeah, that bit you, of it you, was really good you get to the reaper sanctuary and there are people talking about how like oh you lost your soul god that's so much paperwork and yeah, like all that stuff. exactly it's really cool and like the all, all the people in the the reaper sanctuary that you talk to all have like really unique personality and all the dialogue's really snappy Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's it, it, and it's like genuinely like funny and really charming. And I was like, this isn't what I thought this game was at all. Yeah. Like I thought this was going to be like a Dark Souls thing. And the more you play it, the more you find that is more of that. Like yeah, that like like I said, like the the mechanics and stuff like that are really good. Like the dodging feels really good. It's got really good like invulnerability on it, so it never feels the game never really feels unfair. Like it's all 
it's all mechanically sound yes. and like you can you can pull stuff off very well. The idea of the Zelda Metroid bit of it being tied to your abilities. So like the more you progress, the more abilities you unlock to let you go to different areas of the game. Um is 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 really cool and it's all tied to like your mana and stuff like that. It's all it's very tight and cohesive and simple. Like it's all really easy to understand. Yes. There's not a lot of like you're not jumping into inventories to like pull out one of like eight items that you found over the course of your adventure. There's like four things and you can swap to them with your D-pad and that's it. Um, and there's like four weapons that all have like unique properties that mean you can vary how you do combat and stuff like that. But the the key of it is that the more that you explore that world, the more people that you find and the more of this like amazing writing and like character work that they develop where all the characters are really unique and funny and interesting and cool um like the one i brought i brought on the list that like special mention goes to pothead from from the first dungeon because mm-hmm. pothead is like it, it, it's a bizarre character style where you meet him at first in the garden and it is like this like really tubby knight but he has like a soup pot for a head yes and talks about how like oh the the witch of this dungeon like cursed his whole family to like be like he said, it's like supposed they're supposed to be like so ugly that no one will ever love them ever again. But it's not like the traditional one where it's not like Beauty and the Beast where it's just like, oh yeah, you got made into a horrible monster or whatever. They mean that their heads got turned into pots, and but he's like, but he's still like very jovial and quite happy and cracks jokes and like offers you the soup that's in his head yeah. and stuff like that, and plays the character of the 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 kind of like hapless knight protagonist sort of character but yes. plays it plays it completely as a as a joke and as a complete idiot where you go in and do a bunch of the stuff in the dungeons and then he turns up and it's just like oh look what we've done this is great and you're <laughs> right. like dude you're just a knight with a pot for a head what are you doing and he like follows you around like you meet him in the other dungeons and stuff like that as well being like oh yeah i'm just exploring like look at all this stuff. like come and sit by the fire he's great pothead's fantastic and they introduce him and in, like a really dramatic they introduce him the same way they introduce bosses where it's like zoom in on a character and then big text letters and that like special death door fuck but he's just this like bumbling idiot um he's great i love pothead so much you meet other people like the 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 bard who whose instrument is like a bagpipe on a stick yep and i saw pictures of he yeah his whole thing is like he's trying to you meet him in like the forest camp in the second dungeon and he like tells stories, but he wants to be able to like write his own epic story. So he decides that you being this like crow that's going around trying to get the souls back is like the, the story he should be telling. And right. you meet up with him in the other dungeons and he's like written more verses of this epic saga that he's written. <laughs> and they're all awful. Like they're all really bad, but like nobody has the heart to tell him that it's bad. So you just were like, yeah, good job, mate. Like it's great. Well done. And... Yeah, it's just it's a world populated by really interesting, interesting stuff with cool. Even that you meet, um, you meet like the head reaper, like death. Basically, you meet the your boss at one point, and it is not, it is, it is totally not what you expect the grim reaper to be. He's like eleven feet tall and in like full armor with like a really tall helmet and like 
offers to sit down and have tea with you mm-hmm. and it's like when you when you like tell him that oh yeah like i i lost a soul and i'm like this guy stole it and i'm trying to get all these other souls back it's like oh no that's fine don't worry about it like i'm sure you'll get it it's okay <laughs> and you're like what the fuck like it's bizarre and yeah he's he is a he's really funny it's not something you ever say about the grim reaper yeah but he's really funny and really charming and it's that's what this world does really well it's like it's a game that I had a lot of fun playing and I had more fun experiencing what that game was. Yeah. Um, I, I put a little bit fantastic. of time yeah. I put a little bit of time into it just to know what it's about. Because I knew it was not it's not my kind of thing. Yeah, and it's like, not gonna I, be for you. Yeah, yeah, and I bombed out like the first big like uh first big combat encounter and it was just like I tried it like seven or eight times and I was just like, I'm just not this is not my kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. on the run up to that, like meeting the the is he a gravedigger? I can't remember. Or the one who just stands there and is like, hey, you should probably just hit me. And you hit him and he goes, oh, oh look- yeah, yeah, yeah. The great Reaper, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it doesn't look like you, doesn't look like you'll be able to kill me. Oh, well, just ponders off again. <laughs> You're just like, wait, yeah. what is happening in this world? Um, yeah, that, that that whole encounter was really cool. It's really good foreshadowing as well, yeah. where he's just like, oh, you're a Reaper, you should kill me. And you hit him and he's like, oh, I guess I'm still here. Okay. Yeah. And then that's it. And yeah. it, it, I like that the game doesn't like it doesn't do that in a cutscene. It like cuts back to you and like, oh, I actually do have to hit him. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, fine. He's like, oh no, I'm fine. Yeah, it's okay. really good. Yeah, I do like. Yeah, that. and the game, the game, the game's full of like cool little interactions like that. Yeah, it's great. Um, um, the I'll I'll give special mention to the soundtrack. Soundtrack's really mm, really good. It, it did. Is, I, I I I. As I was playing through that game, I was like, "This is a Calamar soundtrack, and it's yeah. really good." But it's 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 a thing. It kind of mirrors the game in that it goes places that you don't expect. Like, yeah, it's like there's a lot of like folky stuff in there where it's like a lot of guitars and like pan pipes and stuff like that. But it does chop and change stuff a lot. Where there's like stuff where it's like a lot more drum heavy and it gets mm. a bit electronic, and then it swaps back. It jumps between genres, but it does it really, really well and really subtly. It still um, felt concise as like a whole. Yeah, like, it still all works because yeah. of what you're seeing. Um, yeah, totally. yeah, it's a, fant- a fantastic soundtrack, and the the bit the like after credits stuff that you'll see. There's not really a lot to spoil, but it is like. The, the obviously the fun of the metroidvania genre is like when you get the stuff you go back and you find the new areas right the it's like the whole thing but the end game of death store after you've beat the credits and you get like the special key and then you find what the special key does and it turns all the maps into like nighttime mm-hmm. so it's like a new a new way of looking at the whole map and there's new enemies and there's new things to find it's kind of it's not quite the same as like inverted castle as like in like symphony of the night but it is this like they've done the thing of like it's taking it and giving you the different perspective on the maps that you've been through before that you then have a new context for all your abilities and stuff like that it's really really cool and it's really interesting um it is and it's just a good excuse to just play more of that game if you like playing that game yeah death door is absolutely fantastic i couldn't recommend it more um Yes, the the it can be a bit punishing. There is combat and stuff you have to yeah. worry about, but um, the writing is so good and the characters are so good and the music's so amazing. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely worth, one of those. It's worth looking at. It's definitely one of those moments where I was really annoyed that I suck at those type of games. Where I was yeah. like, I want to see more of this for sure. I just can't. I just can't deal with yeah, the, yeah. the 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 difficulty stuff. Yep. Um. So probably the last thing I've got that you didn't play is last stop 
which is definitely mm, one of the mm. best things I played this year. Um, we talked about a little bit in the podcast. But Last stops the new game from the. We did a video on it, didn't we? Uh, well, that was Route ninety six, no, wasn't it? Again, keep doing this all during yeah, the year. I'll so talk- I keep forgetting we had there's like three traveling America games yeah. that I forgot. Well, Last stop is not that, but I know what you mean. It, it, so- yeah. it sounds like it should be that the name of that game, but no. We'll talk about Road ninety six later in a different category. Um, but last, so last stop's the new game from the the Virginia people. Oh, people who made Virginia, which I really, really yeah. liked. Um, and thing. it's a much more traditional one of these types of games where it's like it's a it's a telltale tell style game where it's like you're kind of you, it's there's some wandering about, but it's a lot about conversation and decision making and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, but a couple of things to set it apart. So it's set in like modern day London, um, which a lot of these type of games are not. So it's a lot more. And it's it's the little things like uh, one of the main characters is is a is a high schooler, and like it's like her and her, her, and her friends at like in school uniform, and it's like hey, that's not a thing you see in these games, and it's like oh right that's a because that's a thing that happens in this country that doesn't happen anywhere else. It's like the Londonness of it is very cool, and just seeing oh, sure, that, that yeah. kind of world, um, seeing that kind of stuff represented in games is is very cool. As somebody who was in London, uh this year like tail end of this year there's a one of the characters lives in like a uh like obviously like a like a stylish new build style thing where it's all these like small rooms but it's like in a really like a glass and metal style building and i passed a bunch of them and it was like that is fucking spot on to that thing that, that from the game so it's like it, it's it's definitely like a it, they know they know london pretty well um yeah and it's just it's just really good like good solid writing it's very funny it's really it's dark's the wrong word it's it's got the right level of like um peril in it that doesn't feel contrived like it feels like oh, there's a lot of like oh fuck moments in there where they like, they pull stuff that you're really really not expecting them to do mm. um and it's just it's it's just a really solid kind of one of those kind of narrative games. Um yeah. the, one of the main reasons it's in here as well is like I was really enjoying the whole game and then they pull the final episode which is fucking wild which I do need to talk about and this is a heavy spoiler for the end of this game, right? So the lead up to that game so you follow kind of three main characters, right? There's the um there's the the kind of the the single dad and the young guy who lives across the street from him who get body swapped early on in the game um okay and their story is like figuring out what the fuck happened to them um there's the the high schooler who her and her friends keep watching this guy who lives on on a street next to next to where one of them live who just seems really shifty and like people keep going into his house and not coming out and you're they keep going like we need to figure out what the fuck's happening here and they follow him into like a, an abandoned um like victorian baths and just see him do like weird magic shit and then they get oh, caught good. they get caught and panic and then one of them just smacks him over the back of the head with a thing and they tie him to a chair and a large part of their story is like them finding out about him as and who he is and all this kind of stuff uh, and then the third one is this woman who works for um an organization which is unclear about what exactly they do um 
her stuff isn't like paranormal her stuff is just like she's going up for a promotion for this job that she feels like she's going to get beat out by one of the younger members of younger members of the team and also she's having an affair at the same time and dealing with her dad like a lot of it is like very kind of human interaction stuff with this kind of um paranormal layer on top of it so you follow all three of these people in their own individual stories and then they start to overlap where you're like oh that's who she's having an affair with and that's how that ties into this other person and all this kind of stuff so they all crescendo at the final episode and also like they basically do acts but you can play the three characters in that act in any order so like every act they go back to like a a, like a, a subway car and you pick which character you want to do first and you can do the three of them in any order and then it moves to the next act then you can do the three in any order the final episode is like oh and they split them into episodes as well like they're quickly going for this tv yeah, yeah, yeah style format the final episode is like you don't get to choose right the final episode is just like we're just going right and essentially what happens is like the three of them so the the, the guys who have body swapped they track down the person who body swapped them it was like yeah we can change you back or we can we can fix this problem um but you need to go through this portal and they find a guy in a vape shop who who like is the guy that says, hey, we can go through this portal. And this dude goes through the portal. And then that's the end of his episode. That's the end of his episode. And then the the high schooler eventually gets convinced by the guy to be like, okay, I'll show you what's happening. They go into his house and he's got a portal and they go through this portal. And that's the end of her episode. And then oh, okay. the, the, the person who works for the, the this company this weird yeah they're, they're very unclear about what this company actually does but she works for them and she feels like kind of secret agent-esque like she's got a gun and yeah. you're not quite sure what's happening but it feels like mi6-esque um she also her... find a portal no her episode oh. is like hey and through some stuff that happened the previous like the job that you were going for you end up getting through not great means but that's a whole other yeah, thing yeah sure so like you get a call basically from your bosses like hey it's hap- it's time you're like, oh cool, we gotta find out what the fuck this thing is that they keep talking about. And she just she goes into the she takes this level this elevator down to like level minus seventy in the built in this place, like vast yep. deep underground. Good good things always happen on the negative oh, yeah. levels. That's, yeah. Goes into a thing, uh goes into like an airlock, airlock seals behind it. She puts on like this, like you know the old if not old, but you know like the, the modern suits that they wear for like really deep sea stuff, which like all solid. Oh the like, big yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of them. Like diving suits. Yeah. Puts on one of them, gets pushed out into this thing, and it's basically like this cat this um, catwalk over this giant pit with this giant portal underneath it, and she gets <sighs> dropped in to this portal, and then that's the end of her act. And then the final episode right, starts. Okay. And it cuts back to her, and she's just in this desert. And you're like, what the fuck happened? Like, how? what is going on here? And then this alien creature, well, not creature, like this humanoid alien just walks up and, like, doesn't, like, and kind of speaks English. And you're like, what the fuck is happening here? And, like, they take her to this city because she's there for a particular reason. They go to this city, and they've just, this entire game where, like, the past six hours have been spent in, like, a super good representation of London. This final episode, they've just built an alien city with, like, unique-looking aliens and all this cool assets and all of this shit. I'm just wondering how this is going. They put... 
there's so much happening in this last thing. They've built so much yeah. stuff that's only going to be used for the next hour. Um, and they all just turn up and then that's the point where the three characters interact and you're like, oh, you're you and that's how you meet into this and that's why you're here and all of, and it's right, just, okay. this final episode in this alien world that ties all of this stuff together that they built all of this these assets for this final episode that is not going to get used anywhere else it's so it like it's it when you're a small the way, studio, the way you're describing it reminds me I, I had to look this up because i knew i read it somewhere it was the the rob Hover shotgun review for this they they called it half a really good Doctor Who episode. Yes, and that yes. sounds very accurate. Yeah, it is like it, it's like they built a Doctor Who episode for the final hour of that game, and it's like yeah. it's it's the thing you don't do as a small team, right? Like you don't you do not build a bunch of very unique assets that you're not going to reuse. Yeah, for one thing. Yeah, man. and it's just like it's so wild that they take this right turn into like yeah you're now just on an alien fucking world that does with all these implications and stuff and it's just it's just so crazy and you come out the end of it you're just like man they and they pull it off like it's not it doesn't feel contrived like it feels consistent and it feels like part of that game and then it comes at the other end and you're like that it's just fucking it's so good it's just so good and it was that my wife could hear me in the other room as I was doing this, like, and it was just me continually going, "Fuck off! We are not. Wait, what?" And it's just I was just making noises the whole time. Yeah, it's just it's yeah. really really good. And they do like a really really good resolution to that. The story they tie it all together. They just do some really good. Like it feels really concise and feels really consistent. And it's it's just a really good one of those games. Um, like the dialogue's really good. Like it's not. It's not cheesy, like it's genuinely funny. They have good reactions. They do the really good thing of that is kind of the death knell of a lot of these types of games where like they can do comedic timing very well, where a lot of the um the dialogue that you're choosing, like other characters will react to it very well. So there's not like a like you won't say your line, there'll be a pause while it switches to the other character and then the other character will say their line. Like they're really snappy about it and it really works. Like yeah, the yeah, dialogue yeah. really works. In, in doing that um yeah and there's like a really good they they add stakes to because uh, i've spoiled the ending i'm going to spoil other parts but there's a particular moment where they're like you if this had been like a like a like a 6 p.m like itv drama thing you're like oh they'll hint at this but it won't mm. pan out like it's like a it's like a like a slight moment of tension and then it'll be resolved fine and then you're there's like no we're fucking doing this and they go hard and you're like hoof like the real moment that matches the character's moment of like oh we're fucked oh this is this is really bad like we're they 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 pull you into that the same moment the way the character's feeling super super well in that thing um yeah last stop is just a really good one of those type of games yeah and is is definitely like better than a lot of what telltale tries to do with a lot of this stuff um it's like sure. yeah it's 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 just really excellent um so the only other thing i've got on my list well uh, sorry the two other things um but i know you played a little bit of artful escape i don't know how much yes, you like three hours or something okay like that. cool um but artful escape is another one of the things on my list that is that game is a is a staggering achievement that it's a trip it's a hell of a thing like one of the things i really enjoy about 
in specific games is not understanding how they're doing things like because because once you, like when you write enough software you're like okay you you start to see the you start to see how you would put some of this stuff together and you start seeing the tricks you play enough video games and you're like oh that's that and like there's bits in artful escape where you're just like i have no idea how the fuck they're pulling this off i can't figure out not, not only just technically but like the creativity on every part of that game like just like it's it's creativity yeah, the right it, word like the the no, imagination imagination and style is the yeah. thing like it's oozing with style and like artistic coherence despite being very i was gonna say very disparate like the places that you're going are very different yeah they feel cohesive in this fucking weird ass trip world yes. that they have built for uh francis yes that, yeah it's bizarre that game is so bizarre and they do like and it is it's it's super funny it's kind of they they do tell a story over it um yeah it was it was not something that i I actually from the stuff that i'd seen from the outside i didn't expect there to be as much dialogue as there was yeah there's a lot of it's all dialogue talking (laughs) yeah yeah but and again like they do the they do the dialogue stuff like they do it well like the timing on it's good like it's well acted all all this kind of stuff i mean they've got they've got big names in that game yeah totally they got like uh lena heady and not lafar burton the other one um uh, no it's not i can't remember the name of the dudes but yes um you got that and like mark strong and like yeah they've got uh, they've got some names in a there a bunch of like really really famous art for, but, they, uh, but and they use it well like they, it's not just like oh, they, do. yeah, they, yeah. they don't just put them in there for name recognition like they actually use them and they do some they do some cool stuff with them carl uh, weathers that's the one carl weathers that's the name yeah, and does an amazing job playing Lightman and like yeah. stuff like that. And like Jason Schwartzman is like Zom, and he's great as well. Yeah, and yeah. It's... Um, but yeah, it's it's such a like it's not. It's it it really is kind of like it is more of a walking simulator than a game. Like I have to keep telling people like who are interested in it. Like um, like it's not it's not even really a platformer. It's like a cool experience no, thing. You you spend dialogue. a lot of that game literally just holding right and then you press a every so often like it's not well yeah. if you're playing it properly, and, then you hold... and then there's and then there's simon says like well that. and also if you're playing it right you're also holding down the guitar button the whole see, time see right see this because <laughs> you talked about this and you were like oh man it's great you could just hold a button down and shred the entire time and that is good i'll mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll give them that having a button that you could hold down to just shred or whatever it doesn't always work it's not having it, it works and the, the like like the like when you're going through the uh oh fuck what's it called the the bit in between realities where yes. it's like it looks that bit works really well there where all you're doing is fucking like rainbow roading and like whatever but like there's bits where there's like really quiet moments and like really oh yeah, yeah. delicate moments that you could also just sit and shred over and it doesn't work it's yes. really weird to sit and do that um, so that that is it does feel like you're doing it wrong if you don't do that. It's, so yeah, so it's, that is the feeling that I got as well. Where it's like, yes, that the initial couple of stages, where you're just like, I'm just holding this button that this dude can shred, and stuff happens in the world, and it's awesome. But yeah, definitely, there are moments later on where you're like, oh, I shouldn't, I should not. Yeah, you should not be. Shredding I should not be shredding here. here. Um, and like the, the fact that, 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 be, that being said, the bit the bit uh, in the second world where it's like the the fashion place where yes. it's like you're gonna look really weird shredding your entire way through that makes sense because you're basically like starting a revolution quote, exactly unquote. yes but yeah 
There are places where it's like, yeah, you should hold the button down and just hold right and do it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's just a spectacular thing that that they've they've it's, they've put together. It looks great. Yeah. It does look great. It is a like, very striking thing. But that's lo- that entirely that that's what that game is supposed yeah, to be about. Totally. It's about artistic discovery. So it's, and lo- yeah. lots of little lots of little touches in there that I really appreciate. Like the like the overall story of that thing is like a um like uh, somebody finding their their own musical voice basically is the most concise way of yeah. describing that story but like along the way they under, do the thing... un- under the weight of like expectation uh, yes oh yeah that's a big part of it as well but like the, the the fact that like you get to like design your outfit like halfway through that game is mm-hmm. is, is a real decision where you're like okay like now that you they're all ridiculous and they're all, all amazing they're just all yeah. so good um yeah, and and like the the fact that you can the fact that you can choose your 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 persona name or your artist name and like they've recorded a, like and it's, you choose it into you choose like something from a list and then you can type in the second part yeah, of it wherever you want. Yeah. yeah, so like I think I was like uh, what was I uh, lightway McGruff or whatever the fuck I was called. I can't remember, but like the fact that your character or all the characters will say the first part and then the second part will just be like radio static it's just such a good way of solving that problem oh, it's not, no it's not radio static it's a it's a lick like they do like a oh, sorry, it's, you're lick, right it's a guitar like, lick yeah. it's a guitar lick that they do for it and it just it just works so well um yeah and there's just there's oh god yeah it, that game is oozes so much style and really pays off with it as well it's it's yeah. it's so, it does it so in a cool. really it does it in a really good way yes yeah. i'd like it's, 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 it's a game to just like set an experience like, totally it's and it's on it's on game pass as well like it's it's worth just sitting down you'll know very quickly if you're into it i also got a video on it as well if, if you want to see the start of that game yeah um yeah god artful escape is just such a bizarre fucking thing and was the it's weird the, yeah I'm glad, stu- I'm glad shit like that gets made oh yeah totally it, it's and like so strange yeah i mean it's like the most annapurna game that I think oh yeah this for year. sure like there, nobody can make that other than like someone that gets published by annapurna like yeah you mean the studio Beethoven and Dinosaur, which is also a great name for a that is great, great name, yeah, fantastic great logo, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, I, did you play Resident Evil or did you just watch it? Uh, I watched all of it and played okay. some of it, but I get it. Like I understand the yeah. yeah. So like Resident Evil is the last one I've got on my list, which was Resident Evil Village, which just um partially because it was a game I could play as opposed to. RE7, which was just like, fuck, uh, se- no, seven? Seven. Six. Seven, 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 seven. Seven. Yeah, Bio- seven's Biohazard, Biohazard. Village. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, seven was just the game that I just, I took one look at and went, fuck no, and just could not interact oh, with that so game at all. Oh, it's so good, though. Oh, I've, I've, seen, so I've watched the whole thing yeah. be played, and it's it's excellent, but yeah. just I can't, I can't do that myself. But um, Village was the first game... I'm glad they took all the stuff from Seven and was like, okay, how about we make it like they just turned up all the campness of that yeah. thing like to eleven. They, they did. They did again. I'll, I think I did this on the podcast, but I will say again, people should really go and watch that seven and a half hour video essay mm. from Noah Caldwell Gervais about Resident Evil. Yeah, because seven to eight does exactly what the rest of the entire Resident Evil thing does, yes. where it goes from seven, which was like 
survival horror series game. Well, not series, because that no. game does get mental towards the end. But then, like, super serious, scary thing to then, towards the end of 7 into 8, really campy and strange and dumb. Still scary, but dumb. And yeah. that is the, the entirety of Resident Evil over the course of the years has hit that level of... Uh, strangeness and yeah it kind of just encapsulates it in a, a yeah i mean thing. i mean the the it's also okay to just say that you can play it because you wanted to see the big lady like that's fine well, i mean that's, that's i mean big lady big right like let's she not big. let's she not fuck big. around right um yeah. that she is that kept... was a bizarre thing of this year Ooh. how how much the internet grabbed on to lady demetresque and... and how much how much the how much Capcom felt? No, it's not Cap. Is it Cap? It's Capcom. How much Capcom mm-hmm. like doubled down on it as well? Like it'd be a very easy thing for them to just ignore that part of the internet and just be like, "No, they're we're, just like we are so gonna... glad that people." Yeah, like here's here's our here's actually how big the big lady is, and you're like, yeah. "Okay, here's cool. her height in heels because you need to know it because she always wears heels." Exactly. Um, and yeah, just like the moment, like yeah, like I mean, to be fair, like the the. the uh, Oh god, what's the, the the name of the house? But the dollhouse section of that game, like that's oh, the quote. Mar- not Moreau, uh, uh, the other one. I can't remember. Whoever it is, Ona like Zingy. Yeah. I cannot remember the surname. But yeah, the the dollhouse part of that game, like that was, yeah. like that was, I that was terrifying. Like that is a really oh, yeah, genuine, genuine. Like that thing goes from like a really cool escape room to holy fuck, wasn't Silent Hill scary? Like yeah, it is, like yeah, it's it, the closest. It, it's really, really that series, scary moment. Yeah, it's the closest that series has got to a Silent Hill game in a long time, yeah. and it's just, it's it's oh, I, yeah. I, obviously, obviously, we're, we're we're talking about the big baby, but like, that's yeah, the, and I, that I thing really, is fucking scary. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Like, I managed to get through it in a point where people weren't actively talking about it because, like, it'd be very yeah. easy to to see that game and be like, oh, okay, that's the thing. But like, even as the idea of like, yo, this is the bit that fucks with people like yeah actually seeing it happen is just it's the it's the, it's the fact that it does it it does the same thing that it does with um alien like alien does this really well where mm. you spend a lot of that thing hearing it yes and not seeing it and then especially even when you get into the bit where you're interacting with the big baby you mm-hmm. hear it first yep. before you see it because you hear it do its cries and like scream for mama or whatever yeah and then round the corner and you finally fucking see it it is this really effective like hit yeah. of the horror like holy shit we finally see the monster yeah um, and it also yeah, like, it's great that whole bit's fantastic even narratively that whole section where they're like okay like you need to go down into this like further further basement where there's this giant well that you're going to climb down yeah. and the whole time you're like this is like every horror movie trope ever yep we're yep, going to yep, make yep. you do all of them and not pull the trigger on it until the very, very, very last moment. And then you're like, oh, fuck you. And then as yeah. you're running away, going into other rooms that you may not have been in, that you don't have to go into and being like, oh, shit, there's like... It tells more of the story as you're running away from this terrifying yeah, fucking sure. creature. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's a really... It's a hell of a moment. But just like, that whole game is just a series of fantastic... Like, I have not barely laughed as hard as when Dimitrisk cuts your hand off. Like, yeah, that yeah, moment yeah. was just like, that was the moment we were like, oh, they know. They know how yeah. ridiculous this thing is. 
it was it was it was it was legitimately one of the funniest things I'd ever had because like I I had seen it all before you started playing it. Yeah. And I could tell you'd gotten to that moment because yeah. you messaged me and were like, did they ever explain how yeah. yep. Ethan is able to like get his hand cut off and then just sprinkle stuff on it and it'd be fine? And I was just like, oh yeah, it's just the liquid, like it's fine, like don't think about it too much. Well, that, Knowing that, that at the very end, they're like, oh yeah, they totally justify everything. Like that's that's the and other part of this that, that really blew me away was the fact that like, because I, w- I was watching the, the Next Lander guys play through six again recently. Uh, seven. Seven, again. Um, having played through Village and be like, oh yeah, they don't talk no. about any of that no. in that original game. No. Like they just, they just... Because- they, they just, they just do it and they say, oh yeah, it's like the special liquid or whatever. Yeah, the special saving liquid. saving it for the big story reveal at the end of 8. Like, exactly. Like that game, and like I would love for somebody to actually, like in years and years time, to actually go and go like, did you guys know, like, is this a, was this part of the plan? <laughs> or was this just like, a, we need to talk about this thing? Because like, the idea that Village would call back to that game at all is like, to the extent that it does, to be like, no, we actually do well, we need it to is exp- like a direct sequel, to be fair. Like, kind of, yes, but like, it, it felt like it felt like at the start of that game they were like, okay, that game was like set up for these characters, like original, yeah, yeah, yeah. trauma, and like just the series of reveals they do in Village about like how much of Seven actually matters in this thing, and also well, yeah, the, the the fact that like all of Seven matters and both doesn't matter at the yeah. same time because. Ethan's been dead the whole time. Like yeah. it's it's so like, and it's, it's and such get, a weird choice. And the the way that they do it, where it's like you have the the bizarre uh, Eve vision again, and she she just tells you she's just like you didn't think you like really did all that stuff, did you? Like yeah, yeah you got into a fistfight with Jack and he killed you. Like that was, and then the mold took over. And, and the, like and the fact that great. they're like yeah, the fact that they're like immediately after you get your hand cut off and then you just you put the fucking magic you put it back on, on. <laughs> reattach your hand at that point i was like oh, okay they're not even gonna try and explain that like this is just how this game works and yeah. that's fine and they've got they, they've pulled they've turned up the camp meter enough where like they can get away with just not explaining this and then not mm. only do they explain it they tie it into the previous game and say, oh, by the way, this is the, also the start of the Umbrella Corporation. And you're just like, yeah. what? Like, I didn't expect any of that stuff in this game. I just expected this to just be... This... It's, it's it, wild, the things that I get the game does. It's, and especially it's because insane. especially because it does, it does feel like... I can't remember who it was I saw say this, but that game does feel like what I want yeah, that game definitely does feel like because it's the four um the four heads of the village, like it does feel like they had four separate ideas for what to do for this game. Yeah. yeah and yeah. we're just like, fuck it, let's just put them all in. And you're like, okay. Like, and it works, and it's great, and it, it's Yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's it's super good. It's really yeah. good. And I'm fascinated to see what happens now with all this stuff that they've got set up and the fact that like they're shifting the perspective for Rose to be the centre of it. Right. Yeah. So I don't know what happens to Resident Evil in 9 where you play as a weird fucking psychic mould child. Yeah, like, you've now but... got superpowers, which is not a thing you've yeah. ever really had in, in Resident Evil before, it, so, like... It's, it's it's crazy, like, I don't know how that's going to work, but I'm fascinated to see how totally. it goes. I don't, um... know if, I don't know if they make it really boring and you just go back to being, like, playing as Chris and then 
like help Rose every so often, but like I don't know. But yeah, they could, they could it some... would be really sad if they didn't make Rose the main character. Yeah, I just, just yeah, and just some of the decisions that they made, like having, like I, I, I am reasonably confident they didn't expect Demetrius to hit the internet as hard as she did. No, of course not. So. Yeah. The fact that she's the first one that you encounter in that game, and she's just not in the rest of the game, I think is excellent. Like, yeah, it's great. It'd, it'd have been it'd have been very easy for them to just go off. But I mean, it's too late probably at that process for them to to really map her, like put her in more of the game. But like, nope, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's here. She does the thing, and then she's gone, and we're gonna move on. Is it was a, it was a good, yeah, God, that, yeah, again, the game is just. I was just giggling at points. Like, I was just actively it's, it, giggling. It's great, yeah. It's the right level of, like, camp-level dumb that is, yeah. Yeah. W- with some really, like... And also, like, probably should understate how fucking incredible that game looks. So, like... I was oh, yeah, play- for sure. So I yeah. played that on, on PS5, and I was just like, oh, they're just... They're really... Like, they're... Saying something is photorealistic is very kind of like fucking two thousand five, but like yeah, that yeah. there are moments in that game where the lighting just hits right, and you're just like, that is just yep. you should not be able to do this on a on a game. Especially that that first shot when you do all the intro stuff and you get that first shot of the village and castle Demetrius and stuff in the background. Yeah, it looks amazing and is genuinely like quite haunting because there's like the fog yep. and stuff everywhere. It's amazing. It's such an, a gorgeous thing. And they also um, don't like the the. The the one of the big problems, especially like now, with, like with the new consoles and stuff like that, that we're we've kind of jumped a level of fidelity with with graphics, is that like weird things like weird clipping issues become more evident because it really breaks immersion. Like if if something doesn't look great and it clips to a wall, you're like, sure, it's a video game. But like when stuff looks that good, when you see visual issues, it really really fucking stands out. And that game, yeah, yeah, yeah felt like one of the most solid games i played this year where like it felt like everything had weight and everything felt real and everything was kind of very um everything felt very kind of um solid i think throughout throughout that whole thing there wasn't a lot of clipping and there wasn't a lot of weird graphics issues and and all this kind of stuff it's it's just a great achievement and really really enjoyed it um i i I can't remember who it was but i uh whose game of the year stuff i was watching or listening to but they had played through that game like five times and every time it's like a different game where you're like oh because once you're finished the first time you can spend some of your points to get like an infinite ammo pistol to start with and you're like okay yeah that would change how you play that game so you do that and then you get like the the assault rifle that's unlimited ammo and you're just like okay you can just fucking mow shit down and um, I, I kind of do want to play through that game again just to see it yeah, again yeah. Um, yeah Resident Evil Village excellent hi there future editor Yudes cutting in here um, this conversation went way longer than we planned and didn't really record in a natural stopping point so we're just going to stop here and put the rest of the conversation in a separate episode which will come out a little bit later um so yeah stay tuned and we'll finish this conversation off in another podcast see you then